Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A dad heads to Marist College to visit his son when, out of the blue, a crazed gunman appears and shoots the dad down dead. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. The very latest, the crazed gunman who shoots a Long Island dad dead while visiting his son at Upscale Marist College gets the maximum life sentence. Roy Johnson, just 35 years old, gets 58 to life in the state penitentiary following his murder conviction in the October shooting of a devoted dad Paul Cutts, at a courtyard by Marriott Hotel in Poughkeepsie. What led to the stiff sentence? This is what we know. Roy Johnson, 35, was sentenced to 58 years in state prison following his murder conviction. The Dutchess County District Attorney recommended that, quote, due to the egregious facts of this case, as well as the immeasurable loss and trauma inflicted on the victims, the Office of the District Attorney recommended the maximum penalty allowable by law, and the judge sentenced the defendant according to that recommendation. Johnson was found guilty of murder, criminal possession of a weapon, and reckless endangerment. He was handed the max sentence on each charge with the time to run consecutively. Take a listen to this. 
The hotel is just under five miles from the college campus. Police say the parent had been staying at the Marriott during Marist's family weekend, a yearly event with football games and performances. Marist students in disbelief. Shock, disbelief, and also just, just confusion, I think, and just deep sadness for the family, for the victims. Police still trying to figure out the events that led up to the shooting. No word yet on a motive. No word on a motive. Of course, the state doesn't have to prove a motive. But out of the blue, this dad goes to see his child at college on family weekend, and he ends up dead at a perfectly respectable hotel. You were just hearing our friends at Fox 5, but now take a listen to our friends at NBC4. There are new developments revealing the violence and danger guests faced at a hotel in Poughkeepsie when someone opened fire and killed a visitor. The shooting piercing the courtyard by Marriott yesterday morning, where many people were staying to attend family weekend at nearby Marist College. The bullets shattered the lobby windows, left behind bullet holes and other windows. Police believe the shooter fired two dozen rounds. We cleared that section of the hotel room, the rooms inside it, just in case, and continued to look for wounded individuals, make sure everybody was okay in the hotel. While further cursory look at the room, they also then found manuals that were handbooks on how to make uh, bombs. So the tactical unit that was on scene at that point requested the rest of the hotel be evacuated. So at that point, we evacuated the hotel uh, moved them to safe locations, relocated them, and then we conducted uh, bomb sweeps. As if it couldn't get any worse. Here you are at, at, at what is considered a quiet town, at a quiet hotel with respectable people staying there, and a dad gets gunned down, and then they find bomb-making materials. This is with the irony, the dichotomy, of the fact that this is the Marist College, M-A-R-I-S-T, which is of the order of Mary, the mother of Christ. And it is named that, you may ask why, name it after Mary as opposed to Christ, because the view of the order of Maris, the order of Mary, is that she did so many good works on earth that she answered God's calling without question. And with that backdrop, bullets fly in the hotel on family weekend. With me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now. But first, I want to go to re- an investigative reporter with Newsday. You can find her at Newsday.com and on Twitter at Joan Grala. Joan, thank you for being with us. I'm just having a hard time letting this soak in. My uh, friend just went to her son's college parents' day. We just had parents' day at my children's high school. And to think this could happen in a family setting, I mean, it's not like they're out selling dope on the street. It's not like this guy's a member of a gang. I mean, I'm talking about a dad, Paul Kutz, three sons, a wife left behind because of this. Just Tell me the beginning, Joan. How did the whole thing start? Well, at 7.29, the police a.m. on Sunday, the police got a call of a disturbance. And during that call, they say, 
the individual calling reported shots fired. Okay, hold on, Joan, because you've already hit me with a bag of cement right there. Let me go straight out to Wilbur Chapman, former NYPD deputy commissioner. Did you hear what uh, the Newsday reporter Joan Grawler just said? 7.29 a.m. Now listen, I have investigated thousands of cases, prosecuted so many I can't count them, It's really rare to get violent crime when most people are up having their first cup of coffee. You usually see that after the dope heads wake up at about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Then the bullets start flying. But 7.29 a.m. in Poughkeepsie? Really? Well, Nancy, this is a, a particularly difficult uh, situation for me because as Deputy Commissioner of Training in the NYPD, we had a particularly close relationship with Marist College. So it, it, it's really in, incredulous that you have this type of crime that early in the morning. However, we live in different times now. And people have absolutely no respect uh, for what as as you put it, the dope heads used to get up at noon and we were prepared in policing from one o'clock on and expected them to go late in the morning, uh, late into the evening and, and early morning. Now they're starting early in the morning. And when people have this kind of, uh, of, of antisocial and criminal behavior, there is no way pr- of predicting exactly when or how they will strike. You know what, Wilbur Chapman, you can say that again. You can say that again. Statistically, Joan Grawla, as you know from reporting at Newsday, of course, crime can happen at any time, but 7.29 a.m. and the hotel lobby of the Marriott Courtyard, you usually don't expect bullets to fly, but they did. Sorry, I cut you off in like, what, sentence three? Go ahead, Joan. Well, and one of the mysteries that I think explains the national attention this tragedy has brought, and our Newsday TV reporter Cecilia Dowd spoke with the neighbors, and this is a really wonderful family with just a a very caring dad they all describe, is how heavily armed. Heavily armed in a hotel lobby, a family weekend at the Marist College. Take a listen to the chief of the Poughkeepsie Police Department, Chief Joseph Cavallari. Responding officers set up a perimeter. They began to treat the wounded. Uh, Once it was secure, EMS was allowed in. They took over the treatment of the victim. The victim was transported to uh, Mid-Hudson Regional Hospital, where he was later pronounced dead. The officers on scene continued to secure the hotel. They went to check a room. They noticed uh, some suspicious items, some of which to be uh, materials that they, we determined could be combined to create an explosive. Guests gathered and evacuated because bomb-making manuals and flash grenades and other possible bomb components found in the hotel room. Moved them to safe locations, relocated them, and then we conducted uh, bomb sweeps. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zyn.com. That's zyn.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off Select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In the last hours, a sentence goes down for the man that shoots down a married father of three in town for family weekend at the school at which the family was so proud their son had been admitted. It was family weekend. Families were joining from all over the country at Marist College. Dad was in the lobby of the hotel getting coffee just before 7.30 a.m. on October 2. When Johnson stumbles into the room, acting, let's just say, erratically and waving a gun, yelling and cursing in the lobby, trying to get behind the counter before pulling the trigger of a modified Glock. Firing up to 30 rounds. You know, to Dr. Bethany Marshall joining us, renowned psychoanalyst joining us out of Beverly Hills. You can find her at drbethanymarshall.com. Dr. Bethany, you heard what Joan Grala said from Newsday and what Wilbur Chapman said, former NYPD deputy commissioner. Right. Crime can happen anytime, but I'm still reeling from the dichotomy of this being the Marist College and what it stands for in Poughkeepsie, which is not known for high crime like New York City mm-hmm. or inner city Atlanta or Chicago or Detroit, you don't think, wow, Poughkeepsie, I'm not going to go there. I'll get shot dead. And you're at the family, the college family weekend. 
Dr. Bethany. I know. I mean, that's enough for a nightmare for, for parents. I'm about to visit a friend in Middlebury, Vermont. He just bought it in there. He's been there for about a year and it's a college town. And Nancy, you know, when you walk down the street, people are selling homemade pies. Everybody knows each other. There are kids everywhere. It's so family friendly. You know, the most exciting activity in the town is is the book club because people are connected. They're engaged. There is really no bad element usually in these small towns. But here's what really alarms me as a psychoanalyst, a mental health professional. The 730 in the morning, I think, is significant because that tells me whoever did this had enormous amounts of energy. When somebody comes into my office and their sleep-wake cycle is turned around, I become alarmed. I think about drug use, bipolar disorder, um, rage, um, rage directed at other people. What are they doing all night? What are they thinking all night? I think meth head. I think PCP. I think I have to evaluate for all these things because most people are not, you know, they make it in an argument with their spouse late at night, maybe a few too many cocktails, a dysfunctional abuse of marriage, but then they fall asleep. This this early morning hour, I think, is a very crucial part of the story. Well, another crucial part of the story, uh, as Joe Grawa has told us, take a listen to our friends at WABC7. And I have been on the phone with the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, through last evening and this morning. We are working in conjunction with each other as this moves forward to determine what exactly we uh, are dealing with. Now, the FBI and the ATF have been looped into this investigation with regard specifically to those bomb-making materials, and other charges could stem from this arrest. As for the 53-year-old victim, family at this point has asked for privacy. Peter Smith joining me, high-profile lawyer out of New York City. He's with the law offices of Ken Belkin at BelkinLaw.com. Peter, whoever this is. That has bullets flying at 7.29 a.m. at the family weekend at Marist College, the Order of Mary, up in a room. I mean, you can't just discount them as, you know, hey, they're probably dope addicts. They're bomb-making materials. Bomb-making materials. You've already got one dad of three shot dead. Had no idea who these people are. And now bomb-making materials? Yeah, I mean, Nancy, that just adds to the, the, the fright that this case is, is causing in the community, that we don't know what their intentions were. They're, they're heavily armed. They're hopped up on all sorts of dope. And clearly, they're, they're ready to, to explode at any moment. I mean, given what, what the reporting has suggested, um, you know, it was probably some minuscule uh, argument that happened down in the, uh, in the lobby that set him off. Some small confrontation maybe was the trigger. And of course, under the law, that means nothing. I'm just thinking through bomb-making materials in Poughkeepsie. At Family Weekend, at Marist College, I mean, whenever I travel out of town to work on a case and uh, everybody's saying, where are you going to stay? I'm like, I don't know, the Marriott Courtyard, for Pete's sake. Don't they have free breakfast and Wi-Fi? Everybody goes and stays at a place like that. Free Wi-Fi, breakfast in the morning. You can smell the coffee when you wake up. Everybody goes down to the lobby. Everything's safe and secure, but not this time. I've got a father of three dead 
They couldn't save him. Over what? Take a listen to this, our friends at WCBS. One person is dead after a shooting at a hotel in Poughkeepsie near Marist College during family weekend. Police say someone opened fire around 7.30 this morning at the courtyard Marriott. We're told the victim was a relative of a Marist student. During a search of the hotel, police say they found materials that could be used as explosives inside a room. State bomb squad is investigating. We cleared that section of the hotel room, the rooms inside it, just in case, and continued to look for wounded individuals, make sure everybody was okay in the hotel. While further cursory look at the room, they also then found manuals that were handbooks on how to make uh, bombs. So the tactical unit that was on scene at that point requested the rest of the hotel be evacuated. So at that point, we evacuated the hotel uh, moved them to safe locations, relocated them, and then we conducted uh, bomb sweeps. We are now learning even more. Take a listen to Jonathan Dinst at NBC4. It was around 7 a.m. Investigators say that two suspects were smoking a PCP-like substance in their room. One went down to the lobby and got into an argument with staff. It was then he allegedly took out the handgun and began firing. The innocent individuals uh, convening in the lobby of a hotel going about their business uh, were uh, tragically impacted and one life uh, horrifically taken. Straight out to Wilbur Chapman, former NYPD Deputy Commissioner, PCP. What is it? It's a mind-altering drug that can cause behavior to be amplified to the degree, to the degree where you lose all sense of reality. Uh, you think you're super strong. Uh, you forget all types of reasoning. And it usually is involved in, in, in conduct that causes serious injury to others or in this case, the complete loss of life. But Nancy, it's also a hallucinogenic. So these people are hallucinating that committed the crime. They're hallucinating who God knows what, that they're seeing the devil, that they're saving the world. I have a patient who I uh, used PCP for years. He's now a multimillionaire plumber in Beverly Hills. He has a great life, four kids, but he was a gangbanger for many, many years. And he, rec- he recalls stories of breaking into homes, breaking into houses. He said he once hit an old lady over the head so he could grab her purse. I mean, really sort of frightening, violent crimes. And sometimes they're just barely at the edges of his memory because he was so high most of that time. And most of the therapy has been talking about how really what a a horrible, violent criminal he was. He spent eight years in federal prison. So this drug they were on, I mean, do you remember that case, Nancy, where a guy was on PCP and ate the face off a homeless person? We covered that story many years ago. This this reminds me of that. Yes, I remember it. Uh, it's commonly known as angel dust, fencyclidine. Rocket fuel. Yeah. Let me go to Dr. Jeffrey M. Jensen, Professor of Forensic Pathology, Director of Autopsy, Forensic Services, University of Michigan Medical School, former medical examiner in Milwaukee, Dr. Jensen what welcome what does pcp do to you commonly known as angel dust well again as that was described with the uh, psychosis that occurs uh, these uh, individuals can have um, in addition to the psychotic um, disconnection and disorientation they can um, express uh, excessive uh, uh, strength and force 
Uh, they're typically very violent and, um, and, and react to uh, and are stimulated by uh, excessive outside uh, noise and, um, and threats. So I'm thinking to Joan Gralla joining us, investigative reporter with Newsday at Newsday.com. Here's his dad visiting his son. He's got three sons. Two of them are twins. He's visiting one son at Marist College, Poughkeepsie. He's minding his own business in the lobby, probably getting that free coffee the Marriott gives you. And all of a sudden, here come these two a-holes, technical legal term, hopped up on angel dust, and they get into an argument with the staff, the Marriott staff. What do we know about that, Joan? One of the questions swirling around this is the, the two individuals accused of this shooting are described as homeless. And the Dutchess County Executive wants to make it very clear that the county was not putting them up at this hotel. So they very well may not be homeless. Speaking of the two, take a listen to our friends at WABC7. She pursued that gentleman and it had uh, taking him down at gunpoint. A 26-year-old gunman taken down by a female officer in the courtyard of this Poughkeepsie Hotel Sunday morning in a shooting that killed a 53-year-old father of a Marist College student simply visiting for family weekend. Roy A. Johnson Jr. faces second-degree murder and weapons charges. Devin M. Taylor, the first suspect taken into custody, also facing weapons charges. He reached into a fanny pack and threw uh, an item away from him. That item was later recovered and turned out to be a handgun. Straight back out to Wilbur Chapman, former NYPD deputy commissioner. You know, I'm very surprised this female cop didn't gun him down right there. Because when you're in pursuit and you know you've already got one dead victim in the lobby and a perp reaches into their fanny pack or their pocket or their jacket, how do you know they're not pulling out a gun to fire at you. But she didn't. She managed to take him down without shooting him dead. And according to Joan Grawa with Newsday, there have been some reports, not by her, but by others, that they were homeless. Uh, I'm not sure that I believe that. Well, well, let's start. Let's start with the police tactics. Okay. Obviously, because we're in a place where there are a lot of innocent people. Uh, the police are going to do everything they can to minimize uh, any injury to anybody other than the individual they are trying to apprehend. It was clearly an excellent police response. The officer should be praised for her tactics in bringing down mm-hmm. uh, this criminal with, without without any injury or any property damage other than the focus than the focus on the individual. In terms in, in, in terms of looking at homelessness. There is a there is a real correlation between homelessness and crime, and it's unfortunate because the social workers will tell you that it, it's a condition beyond people's control. But yes, one can be homeless, but that does not allow them or give them excuse to engage in unlawful activity. I'm not convinced these two guys are homeless. If they're homeless, what are they doing shacked up at a Marriott courtyard? And from what I understand, they've got a car. Guys, take a listen to NBC4. These are the two Marriott Courtyard hotel suspects. The lobby was a shooting zone Sunday morning. Bullet holes still visible. At least one of those bullets killing a visiting relative of a Marist College student. The 
Suspect did not know the victim. This, we believe, is a random act. This is a photo of one of the weapons, a so-called ghost gun assault-style rifle. The other, the weapon used, a Glock 9mm like this, with a switch to make it automatic. When the weapon was later found in the parking lot, its 30-round magazine was empty. Mm. Wilbur Chapman, explain what it's a ghost gun. A ghost gun is a gun that's manufactured uh, to ensure that there is no serial number and it cannot be traced. It is a real problem for law enforcement because these ghost guns are being manufactured and sold over the Internet and through the mail, and anyone can, can get their hands on them rather than going through the normal legal channels of getting them a weapon with a serial number and making sure that it's tracked so you know who sold it and who purchased it. Now, it's a challenge to law enforcement, and until there is legal action to make sure that the production of them is ceased, we're going to continue to have these guns in circulation and endangering our population. What do you make of a Glock? A Glock was a standard weapon in the NYPD uh, for years. Uh, it's, an, it's, a, it's an excellent weapon, but it can be, it, it, it can be altered uh, the range so that it shoots as an automatic weapon, in which case it will it will uh, fire a large number of rounds in a short period of time and can be exceedingly dangerous if not handled appropriately and deadly if the intent is to inflict injury. Take a listen to our friends at WABC7. Court records indicate police recovered a 9mm Glock from Johnson and also recovered an AR-style rifle with the serial number removed and We the People stamped on the weapon from Taylor. Investigators are reviewing surveillance video from the hotel and body cam footage from other responding agencies to try to piece together the events leading up to the shooting. We're still investigating all everything that led up to it so we're, we're not ready to get into the, more of the details and investigators say upon a search of the suspect's hotel room they found bomb making materials a bomb making manual leading to hotel evacuations but an active explosive device was never found to joan grala joining me from newsday she's been on the case from the very beginning this was a nine a nine millimeter glock uh, that had a switch to make it automatic, which means you hold the trigger and many, many bullets. There's a spray of bullets, not just bang, bang each time you pull the trigger. And the weapon was found in the parking lot with a 30-round magazine empty. Well, one of the curiosities, and Mr. Kunz was shot in the chest and torso, the police say, uh, that assault rifle, as the other guests said, had no serial number, but it was stamped with the phrase, quote, we the people, unquote, which is one of the curiosities that surrounds this case and might possibly go to possible motivation. But all of that is very speculative at this point. So the gun had what, uh, an engraving on it or stamp, we the people? Correct. A ghost gun with an identifying marker. You get a ghost gun, so there's no serial number on it. It can't be traced. Yet you mark it with a phrase that no one will forget. We the people. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy, thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Can you imagine how happy this kid, the student, was? His dad was there. Mr. Cutts, Paul Cutts, a Long Island accountant, struck, dying just moments later. Now, this is the irony. The perp already facing murder and robbery charges in a separate case from the August shooting death of Darren Villani in Poughkeepsie. Why wasn't he behind bars on that? A lot is being made of these two being homeless. I'm not buying it for one minute. I don't think they're homeless. Me neither. I don't buy their homeless. These men had so many resources for homeless people. They're staying at the Marriott. That is not cheap. They have the clothing and, and the appearance of normal people so that they, they look a little strange, but they're, they're walking in and out of the hotel. They don't look, smell, act like homeless people, perhaps. Um, that's, it costs a lot of money to get the gun and bomb making equipment. Dr. Beth, is this Dr. Bethany talking? Dr. Bethany, you're right. What about it, Joan Grawa? I don't think these two are homeless. I think they just don't want to give up their address. Why? Because they're wanted. They're fugitives. 
their home address will identify who they are. And Nancy, if I could just jump in real quick, I think that you're absolutely right that these individuals are not homeless in the traditional sense, but they were on the run from other crimes committed uh, down south. Wait, are you trying to suggest that a fugitive is actually homeless, Peter Smith? Not at all, Nancy. I'm saying that, that sounds they are like anything it. but homeless. I think that they had the resources um, to to actually initially flee. Uh, law enforcement from the South and that they were continuing. Atlanta specifically. No lack of dope business in Atlanta. Take a listen to Jonathan Denson, NBC4. The two suspects have a history of arrests, including for robbery and assault, but the hotel shooting this weekend comes as the two suspects were already under investigation for a drug-related killing in August, and it appears the pair might have known police were closing in on them. Both men have passed felony convictions, family weekend he goes and he is shot dead take a listen to our friends at NBC4 a day after the father of a Marist college student was shot to death in this Poughkeepsie hotel lobby two men are charged in the killing police recovered two guns including this rifle a ghost gun with no serial number according to law enforcement sources and bomb-making materials in the hotel room where police say the two men were staying. Roy Johnson Jr. and Devin Taylor, both homeless with previous felony convictions and charged in this case. Law enforcement sources tell News 4 Johnson fired dozens of gunshots inside and outside the Marriott Courtyard Sunday morning after those sources say he got into an argument in the lobby. Joan Grawa, Newsday. What can you tell me about these two guys' criminal history? That explains where they've been living part of the time anyway in jail. Well, yes, you're absolutely correct. And the problem is that uh, the Poughkeepsie police are, well, they're being extremely cautious, which makes perfect sense, honoring the family's wishes about not releasing the victim's name, for example, uh, which we only got as reporters from the charging papers. But the past history and the violence of this crime and the weapons found might explain why uh, the individual charged with the shooting was remanded and the second individual, while his bail was set at $500,000 in cash or a million dollar bond or five million partly secured, which are hefty amounts. Guys, let's go straight to our cut 17, Jonathan Danced, WNBC. Roy Johnson was a wanted man. Johnson was labeled a criminal fugitive by the sheriff in Fulton County, Georgia. Johnson allegedly skipped court after his arrest on felony gun and cocaine dealing charges. The sheriff's office says a warrant for his arrest was put into a national database in July. In the database in July. Yet here they are at family weekend at Marist. Take a listen to more. In August of this year, law enforcement sources say Johnson was being investigated in the Poughkeepsie area, being looked at as a key suspect in connection with a gang-related murder. Several law enforcement sources say while some investigators wanted to make an arrest, they say the DA and others wanted to wait for DNA and fingerprint evidence to come back. During that August murder investigation, it seems at no time did police or prosecutors act on that warrant out of Georgia. Okay, what about it, Chapman? He's got a felony warrant out of Fulton County, where I prosecuted for 10 years. A felony warrant. Guns and dope. They know it's him. 
He's suspected in another murder right there. And they do nothing. And now this father of three is dead. There's a lot of explaining that's got to be done relative to this case, what the extent of the investigation was, why uh, it was necessary to wait longer before apprehension. And I think until uh, the police and the prosecutor come forward and say exactly what their reasons were, there is great reason to be concerned about what the process was. Concern, my rear end concern. You go tell that to the three boys that don't have a father and a mother having to raise a family on her own. Take a listen to WNBC. The suspect Johnson is accused of using a Glock with a 30 round magazine to open fire in and around the hotel, allegedly killing cuts. Another man, Devin Taylor, also charged with weapons possession, a so-called ghost gun assault style rifle and possible bomb making parts found in their hotel room. Earlier, the district attorney's office in Georgia told us if police here in New York knew where Johnson was this past summer, they would have wanted Johnson arrested and sent back to Georgia on his guns and drugs charges. Okay, you got, jump in. I'm sorry, if I could just say one thing about Mm -hmm. the father. One of the saddest things, he was killed the day before his twins turned 22. And they also attended Marist, I believe. He, the father was visiting the third son, the younger son, who by all accounts is an extremely accomplished student. Yeah, Nancy, this is uh, Dr. Jensen. Uh, this is where the forensic evidence would be helpful in uh, uh, helping to explain the, the circumstances. Uh, we would look to um, do x-rays to determine whether it was a high-velocity uh, round that, uh, that struck the uh, the victim or whether it was from the uh, Glock handgun. And we can also tell what we describe as atypical entrance gunshot wounds. And this would be uh, indicative of a bullet coming through some kind of an object such as the glass. Uh, There may be also some uh, determination of whether the bullet was a ricochet or actually uh, was uh, pointed at the individual. So these are the kind of of, uh, questions we try to answer just by uh, routine uh, processing of a gunshot wound, x-rays, examining the bullet fragments and the weapon. Can I ask you a question, uh, Dr. Jensen? How do you stay so calm when you're looking at body after body after body? And, I mean, I'm just thinking about their children. I mean, it's hard for me to take in. It's always the good people. They get gunned down or murdered. He ran an accounting firm with his brother for the last 30-plus years. Married one time. Great family. Faithful, loyal, hard worker. Bam, he's dead, and these two dopeheads are walking for. I mean, they're alive. You bring up an interesting point, Nancy, because most pathologists are characterized as being um, uh, stuck in their uh, basement uh, laboratories, but... It's the forensic pathologist that has intimate contact with both the victim and the victim's family. So it's not uncommon that when I'm at a crime scene, I'll uh, I'll encounter the victim's family and attempt to give them uh, my condolences and to and to give them a detailed idea of how we were going to treat their loved one. In the last days, a sentence goes down for a gunman who shoots dead a dad visiting his son at an upstate Long Island college for family weekend. He gets life 
behind bars. Roy Johnson, age 35, the gunman in this case, may have gotten life behind bars. But from what I can tell, that's just a pit stop on his way straight to hell. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.